0: Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill ready. It's a
1: dangerous so. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me so. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who's so. gonna run this town
2: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're located, throughout the country, the world. Welcome into to the Kwame Last of the Sports Talk Show. It is Tuesday, live in studio, Demi Lachey, Kwame and Kurt out on the scene. They shall be calling in pretty soon, but if not, you all can call in, 888-346-9144 is the number to call in on the show. Come join us today on this beautiful Tuesday. We got a lot to talk about, game five wrap up, of course, of the NBA Finals between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Some of the predictions came true. Kurtz did not. He told me that the series, he told all of us that the series would end in five. He was very close, very close. One game away. Uh, actually, we don't know how many games away, but we knew no Cleveland would we'll play one more. They get a chance at home once again, but it did not end in five. Fletcher Cox, NFL. $103 million contract, $63 million guarantee. We'll talk about that coming up. How Von Miller may feel about that. Maybe Tyron Matthew as well. Some big-time defensive players who are looking to sign that big guarantee contract as well. Also, Nate Robinson gets a tryout. Nate Robinson, NBA Nate Robinson, who really could not run no offense as a point guard in the NBA, but now he gets a tryout with the NFL. Seattle Seahawks, leave it up to Pete Carroll to definitely hold a tryout for this young gentleman at the age of 32 years old. We'll talk about that, but first things first, we're going to get things started off on this Tuesday, talking about Game 5, Game 5 wrap-up. If you all didn't watch the game last night, obviously, the Warriors are ready to recap and close this series out, close another championship run out, historic run, I should add on it as well, with the unanimous MVP, with the most wins ever in NBA history. Right now, they're still sitting at 88 games, but course they, they rode in the champagne they were supposed to party that last night and they were supposed to have a late guest come in a late guest arrival Draymond Green was supposed to after his one game suspension not anywhere in Oracle in Golden State Warriors arena but wasn't too far away it was about uh, I guess a couple blocks away down at the watching the athletics play the A's um, playing, I believe they was playing the Rockies. Who cared that? I mean, I, no one was really tuning in to that standpoint. But Draymond was was not too far away to make sure that he was in driving close distance. If the Warriors wrap it up last night, and for him to get there to get around his teammates to help come celebrate afterwards, in which I didn't understand, you know, why why not have him at least in the arena? Why not have him back in the locker room in a suite somewhere away from the court? So that way he could at least be a part of this championship run. But Draymond did a great—he did a great deal. He didn't make a big scene out of it. He understood his role, and it just went along with it. What I did really admire uh, about the Draymond Green story is how Bob Myers, the owner of the Golden State Warriors, hung out with him throughout this game. He wasn't at the arena himself. That—that that shows how strong this unity, how strong this team can be. The GM Bob Myers is literally. Just hanging out with Draymond Green. Some other Draymond's representatives were also in attendance at this uh, Athletics game suite, and also Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode was in attendance as well, which I'm not too surprised. But obviously, they were getting ready for a party to be set. They was bringing in the Bill O'Brien Trophy. The MVP, Bill Russell, trophy was also in attendance. Also, Bill Russell himself, in which he's been doing the last couple of years ever since the trophy's been named after him, has been giving out the trophy to the final NBA Finals MVP each and every year. Once again, he has to now book a ticket to Cleveland as well. But there was a party being displayed last night. I, everyone was invited. You were all there if you watched it. I was there watching it. Steph Curry was there, Clay Thompson. And the two hosts who took over the party was definitely LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Magnificent performance in the Game 5 display. With elimination on the line, these two showed up and showed out. Welcome to the Forty Forty club. That's what we all intended. That's what we all watched. Now, going into this game, I know Cleveland had a lot on their mind. They had a lot going their way with Draymond Green being out. We will get to today one discussion that I wrote down, one topic. was How big of an impact is Draymond Green told towards the Golden State Warriors? Going into the game, I knew for sure. I don't think Draymond's that big of an impact. Uh, he, he does a lot for the team. He is a scrapper. He is an all-NBA player. He is a great defender, all-defensive NBA team. This guy does a lot for the team, and I'm like, well, you know, now it gives other guys a couple minutes, gives these other guys more time to play. Obviously, their model is strength and numbers, so obviously they're looking at the numbers game and how many players they have who can step up in the role, who can not be Draymond, but just be themselves, just play their game, and it will still help impact. If your job is to rebound, obviously the game, basketball breaks down. Rebound and defending and scoring points. So you look at the Golden State Warriors, We have they have players that can do so. That's what I was going into this game. Okay, Draymond, he's not really, he's not your 30, 25, 30-point 30 scorer that, that's on this team. No, there's no way. You have two guys who can do that in their sleep, any game, any opponent, at any time. So you don't need that. You have to have some people step up who can be scrappy, who can go after loose balls, who can... Come over, help defend on help side, who can help get on the rebounds, absolutely. And the Golden State Warriors, they do have that talent, but it just was not displayed last night. I don't know if it was because of what was going on on the other side, on the other side of the bench, and the other unit, and their strategy, and having LeBron James and Kyrie Irving each combine for 82 points or 41 points apiece. That had a lot to do with it, but you saw the confidence in Cleveland. You saw their swagger. With everything that was being held against LeBron at the beginning of the game, so many boos. I mean, ever since this guy left his hotel room on his way to Oracle Arena, this guy was getting booed by thousands of fans, hundreds of fans, literally just walking out of his hotel. Then he gets to the arena. Not only does the boo start at the beginning of the game, but we're talking during warm-ups. I mean, every shot he makes, every shot he does not make, They were giving it to him. I've I've never seen that. I've never witnessed so much hatred towards a player at the beginning of a warm-up. Literally, he just warming his body up just in the layup line, just get some shots up. It was getting booed like it was the fourth quarter. That is a lot to go into. Plus, you're down 3-1 in the series. Plus, you just play an awful game. Disappeared. Supposed to be, you know, the king of basketball, King James, and supposed to be the, the MVP guy for your team, for your city, for your, for the state of Ohio, for just the game of basketball. It was being talked to, was held upon from everyone else, holding this guy up. I mean, you're talking old NBA legends, old guys who were, who had played the game, passed away before him, and they were even giving him crap. They were even giving him, you know, talks like, what's What's going on with you, man? Even as personal friends, there was rumors coming out that they were even looking at LeBron James after that last game 4 like what where's your mind at? What is going on? Who are you? That's a lot walking into you down 3-1 in the series on the road against historically one of the best teams that's put together, but the one sight that drove this team was the absence of Draymond Green on that other side defending. For the Golden State Warriors. It, I mean, it was obvious. The energy lacked for, I would say, three quarters of the game for the Golden State Warriors. I believe the first three quarters, they played with a lot of energy. Fourth quarter, it, they just died. Normally, you see one guy, that that energy bug throughout each and every team, each and every great team. You see that one person who brings the passion and energy, and that is Draymond Green for this team. No matter if Clay is having a great half having a great quarter, having a great game, or Ste- or vice versa where Steph is doing some amazing things in the fourth quarter. For consistently four quarters, you normally get your Draymond Green, your Andre Iguodala's, and your Harrison Barnes hustling each and every way. There was a lot put on Harrison Barnes' shoulder last night, and he did not show up. It was tough. He was playing a bigger role, bigger position to battle the big boys down low. He did not step up at all. That defense looked pretty soft at times. Kyrie Irving, we will get to him. My goodness. I think he just had his official just coming out party to greatness. I think he may have may have gotten the key. We'll see how this series will end, in which if it goes to seven, we'll see the rest of how the way Kyrie Irving brings, brings whatever game that Obviously, he brought last night. I don't know where he came and got that from, but this guy was unstoppable. But that just goes to show how soft at the same time Golden State was in the paint. There you got put in a difficult situation. We are going to take a quick break, but after the break, we'll discuss more about this game five recap. How will Golden State bounce back from this going into game six, going back to Cleveland? And we'll talk about the LeBron and Kyrie show as well. You listen to the Kwame Last Sports Talk Show, and
1: we'll be right back. Oh, Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Visit marchofdimes.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
2: Street, be- Kyrie Irving, going into this game, going into this series, I d- didn't know what to expect from him. He's This is his second finals, or I guess his team, second time ever in the playoffs. Last season he was injured after game one, actually during game one. He gets injured. So this year, really didn't know what to expect from him. Knew that he was going to get matchups with Kyrie Irving, that or I'm sorry, at, with Stephen Curry at times. He can get matched up against Clay Thompson, and he would have a lot on his shoulders, especially high expectations coming from a guy like LeBron James. LeBron, he is looking for that running mate who can keep up, who, ha- who can play the game with much passion, not just talk about it, but be about it on the court, offensively and defensively, and just be a presence out on the court. He, obviously, you, someone needs that running mate next to them. Everyone does. Jordan had Pippen, Shaq and Kobe, Whichever way you want to put who one A one B. And LeBron had D Wade in the Miami days, and now you have Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving had just he's been born. He last night really took his his name his stature to that next great level. I want to see it more now. For I just want to see consistently for for two more games, possibly two more games. Now, my prediction, I had predicted Cleveland in seven. Just because I wanted, I just want to see LeBron finally get it over with, get a championship for Cleveland, get one for that city, and then they can move on. And then LeBron can move on, Cleveland can move on. They can finally say, all right, thank you. Go go do what you got to do now. If you want to go play with your friends, go play with your friends. You you finally got us one. But there there was a guy in Cleveland before LeBron even got there when they were Rebuilding, and that was Kyrie Irving. And last night, I mean, he literally just took full advantage of his spotlight. He he really put the team on his back, on his shoulder. Yeah, LeBron was there. LeBron was aggressive from the get go, but I think that had to do with a lot of Kyrie Irving's great plays, great energy throughout the game. Whenever he had Steph Curry one on one, it was like he he just got he just started drooling from the mouth, started grinding the teeth, and just went at Steph Curry like it was nothing. Like, no one was even there. I've never seen Kyrie Irving take over a ball game. I mean, I've, I've seen this kid drop to 52 points, you know, taking a lot of threes. Not last night. Last night he was he was shooting mid-range jumpers. He was attacking the rim. I mean, honestly, he, he has the best handle in the game. Him and Steph Curry, 1A, 1B, whichever way you want to put it, but also finishing at the cup. I mean, it gets no better than these two here. It does. It gets no better, especially from the guard play. How well these two can finish with the layups, with the float game, with the step back jumper. Last night, Kyrie put it on full display and was hungry for four quarters straight. Can he keep this up? Now you go back home to Game Six. Do you let up? I hope not. I hope. I. I, I hope to see greater things from Kyrie Irving. I mean. to I mean, this guy was just straight balling last night. Nobody could check him. Nobody wanted to. He was unstoppable. And I think it really diminished, for the first time, Steph Curry's game. Steph Curry, to me, looked as if he felt maybe second place, second to Kyrie last night. I say this because Curry's offensive game makes up so much for his defense. He puts so much pressure on Other guys on the other side of the basketball to go score at him. Because you know Curry's going to get his. But it was like Kyrie was coming at Curry like a freight train. He was coming at the Warriors just running straight through them. And it put a lot of pressure on Curry to get things going. Like, hey, you got to go back at him. What's going on? I really didn't like the play on the Warriors aspect of how they went away from Klay Thompson. Once you get someone hot... Especially in a closeout game, you're at home. You got one of the best shooters of all time, probably the best shooter in the NBA, in Clay Thompson, arguably the best shooter next to his counterpart the other point guard that's in his backcourt. But he he had 26 in the first half. I believe he had like 18 in one quarter. He was on fire last night. 35 points, like towards the middle of the third quarter. And ended up only playing seven minutes in the fourth quarter, and I believe he only put up two or three shots. Where did that come from? This guy was aggressive. He was balling all game long, and you went away from him. You didn't find any opportunities to get this man the ball. No down picks were set. No plays were ran. It, it didn't look. It didn't look well. It didn't look too good, and I, it upset me to see. I don't know if it was Steve Kerr. I don't know if it was just the Warriors just not being focused or not seeing where their energy and the offense was coming from because Clay came out, he backed up to talk. He he talked a lot before the, the game five and talking about how LeBron James was hurt his feelings, how Draymond may have hurt his feelings or whatnot. But Clay came out guns blazing, like just just firing every three point shot, every shot that was going up was going in. He was cashing in. He was like, yo, we we about to end this series now. So what if we don't have Draymond Let's go. Let, let's make things happen. This is our – we're at home. Clay showed up. The rest of the Warriors did not. And it all begins with the leader and Steph Curry. I don't – this playoff series has been really – this finals has been really awkward for him. Uh, he, he's been – he's had some Some terrible games, and he, he said to himself, you know, he's not shooting the ball too well right now. I don't know if it was the injuries – Obviously, they're talking surgery after the season, after the finals wrap up. But I don't want to put the hand on that. I mean, I don't know if it's his confidence, if finally catching up to I don't know if he's just, just tired. He he doesn't look too well. And not only that, with Draymond's absence and how much he brings to that defensive end, look at what Draymond does for the offensive game as well. No one was dribbling, penetrating, looking, grabbing those extra opportunities. The way that Draymond... The way that he offers, the way he grabs offensive rebounds, he creates second opportunities. The way that where the ball swings to his side, he's always that extra guy. It's either he's gonna take the shot or he's gonna penetrate and dish, kick it out to the hot shooters, drop it down low to Andrew Bogut, hitting Andre Iguodala, Harrison Barnes on the cut, finding that open shooter. He does so much for that team. And bringing that energy, no matter if he's talking, screaming on the court, even when they're down, when other teams make runs, you see Draymond getting in the ears of the team during timeouts. It was as if somebody just taking the heart out of Golden State last night. And I was expecting to see, you know, a Steph Curry step up, bring the energy, like, let's go, let's get things going. I was wanting to see, you know, some fourth quarter heroics that we're used to seeing, but it was like somebody had taken like the Golden State Warriors' girlfriend or something. It was just—I don't know where their identity went to. It, it looked lost. It looked scary. And now going into Game Six with Draymond coming back, and yeah, now you're had to now you have to go back out to Cleveland, where it's a lot of confidence going on in that locker room. Like I said before, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, combining for 82 points. If you're a Warriors friend, should you be worried? Absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody's giving so much shade towards Kevin Love. Now, he only, he only had two points last night. Pretty disappointing effort from a former, I don't know, all-pro, all-star, I guess you could say, a former all-star, still an all-star in this league to some degree. The guy ended up with two points last night. I may give him a pass for that. Here's my reason. You just had two of the best scores in the NBA on your team go off for 82 points combined. Your team scores 112 before the trash minutes were being displayed. Meaning, if your players are rolling, if they're hot, Especially your two superstar players. And Kyrie Irving, and damn, dang it, you done put your name up there now. Now I got to actually think about it and put you in that superstar on the way you displayed last night. If they're rolling, why go away from that? You get a lot of players, a lot of guys who think they're they have bigger roles or bigger than who they are and – Wanna step up and saying, Oh, I need to score this, I need to score that. No. If you have to take a back seat to greatness, then do that. Once again, everybody was at the party. But the two hosts was not trying to pass the microphone at all. I don't hold back. Kevin Love put up five five shots and they're trying to tease him. He went over three from, he had, he he didn't get things going. He was 0 for three. He played 33 minutes and he he was there for the defensive, he was there for a presence, but if those two guys are rolling, why even step in the way? No one else I mean, J.R. Smith came out the first half, put up some points, but other than that, it was all LeBron and Kyrie. Can they do this again? Can you really depend on these two doing this for game six and possibly game seven? I do. I do see Cleveland doing this. This is the Cleveland Cavaliers that I've been waiting for. This is the Cleveland Cavaliers that I've seen all through the playoffs. Kyrie LeBron showing everybody else is riding the wave. That's your identity. Don't go away from it. It, it. it works. Obviously, the proof in the pudding works. You bring back Draymond Green on the for the Warriors. They're a little worried right now. Now, yes, you do get a bigger presence, but... Your big guy Andrew Bogut goes down. I know he has an, He's having MRI tests today, but that's still a presence on the defensive end that can spot Draymond from stop playing the center the whole game. Because if you ride Draymond center the whole game, that's that's going to be a tough night. Because if he gets in foul trouble, heck, he's already on watch mode. The SWAT team is looking at him. I mean, he has so much because what he has built up. With the flagrants, with the technicals, with his mouth. He's going to be on watch. You're going into a difficult environment. Remember all those boos that were happening last night? Free Draymond, free Draymond. I I like that. But now, all that changes gears. So all the boos that LeBron James were receiving in Oakland, think about what Draymond's going to be going through in Cleveland. Can he play through that? We will see. LeBron James... He's a great basketball player, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. I still don't like the action that he pulled with Draymond and how the whole flagrant got started on Sunday, or excuse me, on Friday. But LeBron James showed up and played great basketball last night to go through all the adversity and still to be and still show greatness and still help lead his team from the get-go throughout the end of the game. I don't know if Draymond has that. I would be worried. If I am well, no, nah, I'm not if I'm a Warriors and if I'm on the Warriors no, you're never worried. You should not go into this game worried at all. Of course not. You're up. You're up three two. And you got a possible home game in game seven. But if I'm from I'm a Warriors fan. I'm a little worried. So we will see. Like like I said, Kevin Love only put up five shots. J.R. Smith only put up nine. Take these guys back home to a building what they're used to. They get the go lay in the bed that they have been that they purchased long time ago, they've been dealing with all season. You get these guys with more confidence going home, look out. We could possibly see in a game seven. We do have to jump into another break. But after the break, we'll discuss Mr. Fletcher Cox. Show me the money. Show me the money. Just cashed in, signed a $103 million contract six years with $63 million guaranteed. Von Miller, I see the smile on your face. Kwame Lester, Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back.
1: (laughs) Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave.
1: visit marchofdimes.org. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back in to of Sports Talk Show on this Tuesday. Beautiful Tuesday out here in the Valley. NBA wrap up from last night. game. Game five is a wrap. We're now going into game six, heading out to Cleveland. Call in if you want to give out predictions. If you got something to say about last night's performance, please call in 888 346 9144. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Tomorrow we, we will have the day off, we will be back in studio. To Thursday. Also, make sure you all tune in. I'm going to finally tune in tonight. I guess the part two of the OJ Made in America series on Thirty for Thirty ESPN. I, I, I'm going to tune into it. I'm going to watch it. I heard part one was phenomenal, and I didn't see part one, but thank God that they're playing it right before part two tonight, and I will be tuning into both of this. Series on O.J. Simpson and their input on life and putting you back throughout the times of O.J. Simpson So I can't wait to read about this, this this gentleman This guy who is serving his time now, and I think it's definitely way overdue, but Justice is getting it right at, at this standpoint, and now I get to see Everything about O.J. Simpson and get to hear about, well not everything, but just most Most stuff I definitely did not know before and, yeah, I want everyone to tune in, everyone to watch it, for, if you're listening out there, so we can talk about it. Come back here on Thursday. Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. Let's talk about it on Thursday. I want to hear more about this series, your input on it, because I will have a lot more to say about it. So I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see it and I'm pretty anxious from everyone from the talks. I told them I don't want no alerts because I haven't seen it. I haven't tuned into it just yet, but no spoilers. I want to tune in. I want to watch it. I don't want to hear anything else. Say about it, and we'll come back Thursday on the show, and you'll hear me talk about it live here. First story, one of the stories that I woke up to this morning, and I know it probably went down yesterday, but I didn't really catch the impact on it. it the NFL, regarding NFL news, didn't really catch the impact on it. Mr. Fletcher Cox just cashed in, just inked, a $103 million deal. 63 million of a guarantee. Guarantee. Straight cash, homie. Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle. First of all, do 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 a lot of our listeners right now, do you understand who Fletcher Cox is? Do you know what he brings to the game? He's an all pro defensive tackle. No, he's not a he's not a sit at home name. He's he's not a name that you mentioned in the living room discussions. He's not even a name where you talk about who's the best defensive players in the NFL, no one would even mention this guy. He just signed the biggest NFL deal outside of the quarterback position of a guaranteed contract. $63 million. A guy, a fellow named J.J. Watt, just signed, what, last year, two years ago. His six-year contract, his six-year contract was $52 million. This guy gets $11 Million more of guaranteed money coming his way, they just set the bar now, and I know last week Denver Broncos John Elway offered von Miller I think it was reported around forty seven forty five forty five forty seven million dollars a guarantee over six years and von Miller turned it down. I was surprised. I'm like, what is he thinking? Maybe it's about forty eight million forty nine and I was shocked. I'm like, what is Von Miller? Wow, really? That's a nice deal. It's not only a great deal for that guaranteed money, but it's literally it's next to J.J. Watt. It's with a very impactful defense with important pieces all the way around with how great that unit plays together. You're talking about one of the greatest defenses, defenses ever being assembled just won a Super Bowl and I understand payday should come your way and you did a great timing of Yvonne Miller you but here's my deal I I was shocked I'm like wow how can he how can he turn that down from John Elway he offered him that much but everyone else is they're going to have to get paid too so obviously you're going to get the highest guaranteed money and that's what all that's what it's all about yeah, you can sign a Big Max contract, you can sign a Big Max deal, but what's guaranteed, especially in the NFL? What is truly guaranteed for the hard work, the commitment, how much you put your body through, how much you know impact and how much banging that you do against your body. You want to make sure that you're guaranteed to be healthy, that you can pay – for the doctors you need, so you can get up and go out there and perform once again, and you can take care of your family. At the end of the day, you can take care of your loved ones. You can take care of yourself. And for him to turn that down, I was I was, I was shocked. But then come around Tuesday, I wake up on this beautiful Tuesday morning and read about Fletcher Cox, All-Pro defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. And honestly, if you Philadelphia. You're, you're guaranteed money. This team has the most guaranteed contracts, the most money for for their players, and guaranteed, I think they're around $280 million of guaranteed money. And that's pretty much double to second place to the New York Giants. If I'm an NFL guy, I'm, I may be looking towards Philadelphia because they obviously saying, hey, we'll take care of you. You're guaranteed – and we're, we're not holding back so now you go back to Denver situation and I know I'm not trying to take the light off Fletchercock he does deserve any guaranteed money he can go get it you put yourself out there in a professional atmosphere playing this collision game go get it man I, I want I want to I want you to get as much money as you can trust me i I see it go get it. But also, he, now you're setting the bar. And I know the bar was set last week with Harrison Smith signing the biggest safety contract deal in the NFL. Now here comes the biggest contract besides a quarterback with guaranteed money with Fletcher Cox. Von Miller probably has a huge smile on his face. I say this because Von Miller has something that Fletcher Cox does not have, and that's a Super Bowl victory. That's Super Bowl championship Von Miller is the ultimate leader on that defense. He caused havoc for Cam Newton for a whole four quarters of that Super Bowl display. We've never seen MVP Cam Newton be so shaken up in the game until that one. I'm talking the biggest platforms ever. I've seen Cam Newton play since his junior college days, since his days at Florida, going to Auburn. He's Cam Newton for a reason. This guy plays big in big games and, and making sure he leads the way. In Super Bowl 50 last season, I was like, oh, there's no way. Cam Newton, he's fine. He'll be good. Von Miller changed that whole aspect in the first what, five minutes of the game. He made that whole deal just, just wipe away. That whole idea where I was, oh, Cam Newton, he's good. He's fine. He can celebrate. Man, this guy, he's a, he's a winner. He never falters down, he never falls back. You see guys like like a LeBron James, you know, get to the big moments. Sometimes it doesn't go all the way through. But at least they're getting there. Cam Newton was that guy who was finishing each and every opportunity. Got to it, got to the big game, didn't really go through for him. Because of one player, Von Miller changed all of that. So obviously now his payday is coming. He turns down some guaranteed money, some big money. And I didn't think Denver was even going to pull out, but they did. And Von Miller turned it down. He said no. And I'm like, wow, this guy's crazy. This guy's nuts. He, he's trying to get paid. He may walk. He may get out of there. No, he just he just knew. Obviously, these players talk. Agents talk. Managers, everyone know what's going on. He sees this deal go down. He's smiling at the chops. Right? If I'm Von Miller, I'm... I'm smiling at you. I done did Dance with the Stars. I done put our team out here for the whole year. He's been on a world tour since the Super Bowl championship and been rocking a Broncos shirt here or there. He done done did Dance with the Stars. He's, He's your household name now. Thank you, Von Miller. We know Peyton Manning's gone. We know that was the household name. You know, your resourcer in Osweiler, he's gone now. Von Miller is that household big name. He, with all the distractions going on with to Tlaib and Dallas, Von Miller hasn't done anything but play football and play great. Goes on a world tour after winning the world championship. And now it's time for him to get paid. John Elway is going to have to open up a huge checkbook. Some players may, this is, this is about to, it's about to be nuts in Denver, because a lot of these guys are about to see what's going to happen. A lot of contracts going to come up. That great defense that's been put together. I think we're going to see a lot of movements. We saw this with Seattle a couple of years ago after they won the Super Bowl. They had a ton of guys. I'm talking undrafted free agents. Now Von Miller was the number one was the number one overall pick for the Denver Broncos. He was a top five pick in the NFL draft. He's proven that his payday is here, and he doesn't want anyone to hold back. We could possibly see the biggest contract go down for Von Miller. I don't think no other team is going to pull that trigger. Maybe Washington Redskins, how crazy they are. They just put Josh Norman, and oh my goodness, how much they pay for that guy. And then maybe you might see the New York Giants, obviously Philadelphia. I I think they're going to put their stuff on hold right now, guaranteed contracts. I don't think Von Miller's going anywhere, and John Elway cannot let that happen. Could he sit out camp? He's going to lose a couple of that money that's going to be presented on the board, presented on the table. He's going to lose that if he misses out on a couple games, uh, training camp. He's going to lose that if he sits out a couple real games in the regular season. I don't see that happening. You cannot let that happen if you're John Elway. If you're going to get this guy a big-time deal, then you must play this gentleman. This gentleman must be out there from the get-go. But if I'm Von Miller, I'm, I'm smiling at the chops because something is, this deal is about to go down. And I think Von Miller didn't even know this, how much money was really going to be presented, especially on the guaranteed side of things in which Fletcher Cox received it made him probably sit back a little bit longer. He probably like, you know what? <laughs> let, me, let me make some plans in August. Let's, let's make another trip. Because I don't think camp is necessary for me this year. I would not be surprised if he held out. Definitely won't. Carmen Lester Sports Talk Show. We do have to take a quick break. Coming up after the break, we'll discuss more about this Von Miller, Fletcher, Cox deal. And where would that leave Tyron Matthew? Also, I got to get to it. Nate Robinson gets a tryout for the Seattle Seahawks. Probably that's the Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Want to
0: experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play by play, and even what's happening in the offseason.
1: Are you the ultimate outdoorsman? Could you survive in the remote backcountry and rugged terrain? Do you have the skills to handle unforgiving conditions? Well, this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trev, you'll learn how to hone your woodsmanship and hunting skills in challenging conditions and what it takes to survive and thrive in nature's most far-flung corners. Joining us will be Chad Glazer from Alaska Outdoors TV and Winchester Deadly Passions' Melissa Bachman. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on The Voice America Sports Channel.
2: Welcome back. Welcome back in to Kwame the Sports Talk Show Jumping into this last segment of the day Thank you all for tuning in But we do have one more segment To finish up to get into Live in studio with Demi Lachey Kwame Lasseter is out for today I believe he's getting some rest That's well needed uh, I know yesterday after the show he got pretty sick Kind of put me on a Kind of scared me for the first time man I don't like I don't like him scaring me like that I, Kind of scared me But I know he's, he's getting some treatment today And resting up, which he will be back here on Thursday. He was supposed to call in. He was supposed to even call in. We'll see. But, yeah, it it did kind of scare me for a moment, but he will be back on Thursday. Got the chance to talk to him after the show and everything. He's doing way better. He's feeling a lot better. Going into this last segment, I know we were discussing with Fletcher Cox and signing this big deal. And I know I mentioned um, Von Miller, uh, he turned down, what, that $48 million? It was actually $58 million in which he turned down the guarantees. The, the $40 million was the latest offer, which included guaranteed of his first two years. And also, right now he's looking at possibly the franchise tag for a year and then doing a whole other deal for another year. Why would you waste your time with Von Miller and doing these year-to-year contracts? There's some guys that you can't do that for. It's some guys. It's some guys that you have to. That's a must. It's guys in the league. It's guys on every, each and every football team, NFL team, in which you have to sign year over year over year over year. Sign these one-year deals. They'll be make them happy for a year, and then you sign them to another year. I've known guys that went through that. Sorry, but and, and some big-time guys that 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 played. Great roles for the team. Some guys who's even been all pro, who's been pro bowlers, whatever that means, that have been to that one-over-year, one-over-year type deals. But why Von Miller? Why? Why would you pick him to do that? He did turn down $58 million. A little bit more than what J.J. watt has been being paid guaranteed. But not more than Fletcher Cox. That's why I bring up the, the rail of things They know what's going on. They know what's being talked about. These players, especially if you're on that high level of impact that you bring to the NFL, to your team, like a guy like Fletcher Cox, like I told you, he's an all-pro. No doubt about it. What he does for Philadelphia is phenomenal. Puts them in a lot of positions in the game. wreaks a lot of havoc for offensive linemen. Teams hate to block him. Teams cannot block him. He's a a headache for offensive coordinators, no doubt about it. This guy can ball. He can play. He can play with the best of them. If I had to rank defensive tackles, I'm looking at, of course, Watt, Cox, Fletcher Cox, and my favorite, Aaron Donald, out of St. Louis. And Dabakasue, $19 million a year guaranteed for his contract and what Miami threw the house at him for. So that's the kind of deal that Von Miller not only wants to be that guaranteed, he wants to see year over year. He wants to see long-term deal, long-term commitment. There's no sense, there's no need to put this guy on a year-to-year type of contract. No way. He's not the one. There's some guys on that team that can be, but not him. His talent speaks for himself. The impact that he brings as a, he's considered an outside linebacker, but he's really, the rush that he brings for Quarterbacks, the way he changes the game up, it's, it's phenomenal. And everyone praises or tries to say, oh, he doesn't play like this for four quarters. That's all crap. He's not positioned to necessarily stop the run. He's in position to pass rush. Now He can, he can set an edge. He does that for the, for the running game, and then the guys come and linebackers come through the holes and clean it up. Safeties come downhill. Clean up that run game. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's setting the edge. But that's not his game to. He's not Ray Lewis. He's not coming through the hole. He's not coming through the blitz, up the middle, up the A gap, and stopping the run. That's not Von Miller. That's not what he signed up for. He's here to cause pressure on the quarterbacks. He's a stand up defensive rush guy. Stop him if you want to. Good luck. But also, there's rumors to be talked about that now J.J. Watt at the Fletcher Cox deal, he he took a step back. Like, wait a minute now. I'm defensive player of the year. I'm I just got our team to the playoffs. We 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 tasted the playoffs for the first time. We just won our division. Took it from Indianapolis. And I see another guy who didn't make the playoffs, who team is dismantled, doesn't even have has a new head coach and there's nothing going on in Philadelphia that guys are running to besides guaranteed money, besides guaranteed contracts. What else is going on with the Eagles? Nothing. J.J. feel in some type of way about it. And this is interesting. Now it brings the news to the city that I'm located in right now and this guy Tyran Matthew. Now, his discussions, and negotiations got, got held on. I mean, obviously this guy, he has a lot going on, rehabbing, taking his time. But negotiations have kind of ended, kind of went dead because of camp. Now we're camp starting up and everything. But what's on Matthew's side, and I think the Cardinals does a phenomenal job of taking care of their players, especially their impactful leaders and guys who take on their role and even more. They do a phenomenal job handling these guys financially. They do a great job. They may not have the top dollar in their position, but they take care of these guys. It's a bar being set. And now with Matthew's standpoint, I'm smiling at the bit as well. I'm excited about it. I see Harrison Smith gets that deal. I know who the highest paid corner is. Josh Norman just got his big deal in Washington. I'm Matthew. I'm coming off my second knee surgery in which my knees are going to be perfect. I'm getting scientifically structured to be here for a while from a knee standpoint. I'll be good. Now it's time to pay. Now the rookie contract is up. It's time to get paid, and he does have an argument that he should not be paid as a safety. He does have an argument he could be paid as a corner. He does have an argument that he should be having one of the all-around top contracts as a defensive player, period. This guy plays the whole defense. He plays so many different positions, corner safety, strong safety, middle safety, rushbacker. He He plays it all. So now the Cardinals really have to take a look back as well and, and look in their pockets like, man, can, the bar is being set, especially with the guaranteed money, the guaranteed contracts. And you got to keep a guy like Matthew in Arizona for sure. If I'm the Cardinals, what him and Patrick Peterson bring to the table, that LSU secondary and no fly zone and everything, that they, I love it. I love watching it. I love growing with it. Then seeing this this defense be born, and now they're excelling to greater things ahead of them. Now that they're going from uh, young The young talent to now, all pros to now, some dedicated talent on that field. It's obviously it's time to get paid like that. So now I'm interested to see how Matthew is going to be taken care of because he to me he is one of the top, just all around defensive players. You can't not pay him what you pay a regular safety. I'm sorry, Harrison Smith. You cannot give him an Harrison Smith type contract from the Cardinals. So. Those two, two names I can't wait to see. I don't see Matthew really holding. Obviously, he's, he's going to come back from injury and whenever that time comes up. But you definitely have to sign him before he hits that field. No question about it. No no excuses about it. You have plenty of enough time before he gets on the field. Do the right thing. And now it's just now where do you set that bar? Do you pay him as a secondary or do you pay him just as a defensive, a defensive player? Who knows? We'll see. Uh, last story I want to jump into real quick. I know I didn't talk about it earlier, but this is the one that got on my nerve a little bit. Nate Robinson finally gets that tryout that he's been crying for the last couple of months. He has now finished his basketball playing career and wants to go back to playing football. I say going back because he used to play football when he was at the University of Washington, UW. And he was playing cornerback as a freshman. was playing as a true freshman. Phenomenal. Great. Played, I think he started even about seven games. Uh, the game has changed. He is now 32 years old, and he had an official tryout yesterday. <laughs> now, this guy is probably one of the most athletic gentlemen under six feet that I've ever seen in life. Period. What he used to do during NBA games, All-Star weekend slam dunk contests, is non-comparable. It's literally scientifically unreal. What this? How freakish this guy? is athletically and what he brings to the table. Gets a tryout with Seattle, comes out and speaks on the tryout. And he started naming things in which are the simplest aspects of a cornerback position which he need to work on. He said, I need to work on my footwork, my bench press, I need to get stronger, my my, my press. It's like, bro, yes, that's a different. Of course you need to work on that stuff. And if you don't even have that, he was saying some of the drills he needs to practice. So you can just look good in drill work? No, you, you got to bring more than just the drill work when you're playing in the NFL. We're talking the NFL. That's, a, that's almost a diss to all these guys that's been trying out who played college football for four years, and they see a guy, 32-year-old Nate Robinson, walk in the door, get a tryout, and maybe even they maybe even keep an eye on him. It's ridiculous. I applaud him doing the NFL, the NBA type deal. You never see that. I applaud it. But come on, man. You're 32. It's time to, it's time to put that dream away. Kwame Lester, Sports Talk Show. Thank you for tuning in with Demi Lashay today. Kwame, you get better. We will be back here on Thursday discussing more sports, more current news and events. And we will catch you all Thursday. We're we'll be taking a day off tomorrow. See you all on Thursday. We out.